on episode 92 of the View from Jamestown podcast edition. It's midsummer. We're talking about business being a little bit slow, maybe picking up in some av- avenues, what's happening with global economics in various parts of the world, as well as maybe some optimism in the freight markets. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 92. This is the July 2023 edition. And we are sitting down again with the full team. We're on a good streak with having the full team here uh, mm. the last couple months. We got TCC President Rob Roach, Inside Sales Manager Nicole Greenberg, VP of Sales and Marketing AJ Petrarca, and Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez. Hello. Good morning, Benny. Good morning, everybody. Good hello, morning. Benny. Good morning. Hey, hello. Hello. Fantastic. Middle of the summer. Can't complain. Got some yep. tans. It, it, four of us are tan. Javi's yeah. just as normal. Actually, I get I get a couple. I get a little darker this, yeah. this time of year. A little darker, <laughs> but then, then I then I go back to my natural tan. It, it helps George with the white balance because now we're all yes. more yeah. the same. <laughs> <laughs> the same shade. Uh, How you guys all doing? Everybody good. Good. Very good. Wow. Yeah, AJ good. wearing a, a short sleeve shirt. We got Rob wearing a jacket. We got know, we all, all the temperatures covered. <laughs> I've been cold plunging in the mornings, Have you? and yeah, yeah, for six minutes at thirty-seven degrees and a renew therapy thing. And so tell, um, tell me about that. Do you think it makes a difference? <laughs> I, I feel good. Yeah, I think uh, at least coffee or after coffee. Right at well, my wife makes me shower first before I go into it, so I pretty much shower in a hot shower, then go straight in six minutes, and then the key is to like not shower or come up to temperature after. So. I think, yeah, you know, I think I feel really good. Like, I, I you know, I'm typically uh, overheated, you know, as a person and I'm not anymore. And Same here. Yeah. Oh. I, I, and, and it's, um, I'm not going to go to the extremes, but I think uh, inflammation wise, like I'm a, I, you know, I'm a big guy. I played a lot of sports. I got a lot of injuries. I got pains, less pains. That's all I'll say. Like, you know, less of that. I feel more energy. And, and so, yeah, overall, I think it's, it's, you know, I'm like, like hobby, like if we hop in a hot tub, we'll be sweating, you know, for <laughs> yeah, like a that half sounds hour. Fun. That sounds funny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the two of us have enjoyed life, you know, so. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm wearing a jacket. It's like 70 some degrees out and I'm wearing, I feel like Ingrid over here. Ingrid in our office, she's always like turning the temperature up in the middle of summer, you she's know. She's got like a blanket. Yeah, she's got like a blanket sweater on. thing, like a snuggie. She's got or... heat under her desk <laughs> in the summertime. <laughs> Uh, but six minutes, that's like a mental, like you got to like really, that's not I thought, easy. I thought it was shorter. I thought it was like a minute or two, but I didn't know it was six. I've been getting more and more acclimated to it. Like, uh, and then you have to keep your fingers and your toes out because they get, you know, like they get really cold. Like they, you can actually frostbite the tips of your fingers. So like, it's very meditative, you know, like, uh, so yeah, do you have music in the background? I usually bring my phone and put Pandora on. Oh, so yeah. that really, like, I always in my mind, I'm like, it's like a song and a half, song oh, or yeah. two. Yep, yeah. You know, so I'm listening <laughs> and I keep the doors open in my little area that I have this thing and I look at the birds and it's a good six minutes, you know? It's a great <laughs> benchmark, though. I mean, you're right. Like, the music probably helps. The music it, does help. I mean, if there's a bad song, it hurts, though. <laughs> you know, so this morning I had a bad song and I was like, oh. it was tough, but. And no. the, the thing plugs in, right? You're not always dumping ice and stuff in it. No, no, no. It's uh, it's called Renew Therapy. You plug it in and, um, you know, and it, it keeps it. Um, keeps water clean and it also keeps it down to 37 degrees. I actually tried to turn. Cold. Yeah, I had to turn the AC on in the room because it was up to 88. It's like a shed in my backyard. Yeah. And I had to bring it down to temperature to keep the pump 
from overheating and any, any, anyway, this is a chemical show. This isn't about. <laughs> well, I mean, that's an interesting, interesting. science it, behind it. it. It's I been mean, it's been a journey, you yeah. know. So I started to your point at like one or two minutes off. I'm up to six, you know. And is there a benefit to do it in the morning, the nights, or or just the morning, just better? I think for me, the morning's better. Okay. You know what I mean? And the, I carry the, it through the day. But sometimes if I'll be out, like being active, running around, getting heated mm -hmm. up, I'll come home, pop in the shower, and then get in there and. Pretty you cool. know, cool off. Yeah, it's. I think it's. You know, I think it's. I think it does has has some benefits. Interesting. So we got the cold cold plunge. Uh, cold plunge in action. We got. What are you saying? Mexican. I thought I'd call it a Mexican Gatorade, but Mexican you, you Powerade. Me, Mexican, Mexican Powerade. Powerade yeah. Tell me about the Mexican it's, Powerade. It's a, it's a green. It's a green machine. It's called the Suero. Uh, you can explain it better, AJ. It's a it's a glass filled with ice, and in the bottom there's um probably a couple ounces of lime juice, or they call it a, lemon a, lemon juice. A good amount, like. Three, four ounces, like half of it, it's lemon juice. Mm -hmm, yep. mm -hmm. And then the top is rimmed with uh, some good rock salt and then just uh, Topo Chico seltzer. Which is seltzer. Non alcoholic seltzer. Nicole. I was like, wow, that's the, that is aggressive. But no, that, I mean, it sounds good. And it's you, delicious. It's delicious. And you, you just keep going and, and you can mix it up and mix it up with other things, you know? And <laughs> and, and, and it just keeps, it's good. It's good. Like in the mornings, we, we, did, we did great with that thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. That and black good coffee. Good hydration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when the clock hits noon, you just make the same thing, but add tequila to it and you just keep going all day. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's another story. That's great. Well, it is, uh, it is mid July, uh, as we're recording this, um, definitely full, uh, full swing in summertime. Uh, I know we've had a little bit of travel going on, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but, um, curious to get your thoughts on just kind of how stuff's going Your uh, two cents on, on business these days and what you guys are seeing. It's going. Don't get, yeah. don't get, don't get too slowly, slowly going, it's, it's but it's slowly going. Slowly going, but like the, we have a lot of samples on the way, which that means the R and D is is getting to work. Yeah, and they're looking for new opportunities, new ways to save money or be, better better results or the same formula or however you name it. But yeah, people people are are the R and D is, is big at, at the moment. Yeah, is big you at can the you can tell. I, I mean, you, you handle the samples. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say samples have definitely picked up um, across the board. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. R&D is doing their job, which yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before they were approving the same thing. Now they're looking for different ways to, to, to achieve the same result or a better result. Yeah. And it's mm. nice to see that uh, deviation from their, you know, the standard just to, you know, they're getting innovative. Well, it seems like people are looking at R&D and samples and approving stuff based on what's actually a better product or improving their application, not just, oh, this guy's 10 cents cheaper or, oh, we're in a bind to get stuff. Like People are actually looking for the, better actual, products. Actual R&D, actual R&D. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Which is cool, which I think is, it, it has, it's been a while since it was like that. People just wanted to save a penny here or there and they're approving yeah. it because they had to. So it's yes. been interesting. Yeah, so it seems like, it seems like stuff's relatively busy. You know, it's it's not... Why has ever been? I think maybe that's just me, but no, it's, it's sales, sales are a little slow. You know, little definitely a little slow. I mean, it's a typically slow in the summertime, but yeah, you know, prices are down. Yep, prices are extremely low, and um, especially you know coming out of China, we've heard some absolutely like they're giving away for free, basically. You know, yep. um, well below cost in some cases on certain products. Yeah, they're really desperate. Um, you know, and there's the, the that kind of tells me that like commodities might be hitting a bottom. You know what I mean? So, and um, we, looking at things in an overall perspective, I think we might be at the bottom in commodities. We might 
be seeing an uptick in oil, you know, all of a sudden just today it's 73, 74. And this is, uh, this is now OPEC and Russian oil output cuts taking an impact with exceptional demand in China for fuel, especially in aviation. So they're traveling. So it's sort of like us after, you know, COVID rebound, we were like, ah, let's get out, let's go to restaurants, let's travel. So I think that's going to have an impact uh, coming up on oil, yep. which will then, you know, go to the derivatives and up the chain at some point. So, um, you know, so I think that commodities are at lows, foreign markets are at lows and, uh, you know, and, and chemical prices are, are very low. And, and, and I think that, you know, there's a, when you see employment's positive, retail's positive, you know, people are going out to eat, that's positive still high interest rates had an impact and that's stopped. So where are we going from here? I hope it's improving. You know, I hope the foreign markets improve because that will really start to to drive the global economy. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's an obvious trend that people are hesitant to buy more than what they really need to. You know, obviously at one point people were stocking up and making sure they had raw materials. Now it's you know, stuff's a little bit more available and people are, I don't know if it's back to like just in time per se, but people are definitely planning on lesser lead times. I know we've had a couple instances where a truck got delayed by a day or two and there was a big problem because all of a sudden the plant was going to run out and you're like, you know, they have you guys learned from the past where it's, you know, trying to keep a little <laughs> bit of a buffer and, and some inventory <laughs> on the floor. Like I understand being hesitant about it, but people have a short memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Selective short term. Selective short term. <laughs> I think you guys were copied on that email, email from one of our customers yesterday. They said their inventory is down to 8% of what it was. Damn. 8%. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's low. And you know, and I went over a lunch to Newport just to grab a few things at like a wholesaler and they were like out of all sorts of stuff. And I was like, what? what's going on? You know, like yeah. they're out of plastic bags and things like that. Like, well, you know, people are concerned and the same is impacting oil. People are like, oh God, you know, I got to get rid of these millions of barrels of oil that I got. So they're just, you know, so the global oil um, inventories are very, very low. And we're coming into so the back half of this week. We'll start hearing people's Q2 earnings and all that good stuff with the stock market. I think the banks start on Friday. So that's always an interesting, I think, time to recap what happened in Q2. Um, obviously, I think chemical companies will start to announce stuff next week. So you'll get a good feel for what companies are seeing with sales and profits and their forecast for the rest of the year. So that should be interesting. It seems like the consensus is obviously everything will be down double digit percentages. Um, I saw one thing. There's obviously a bunch of analysts that try to say what's going to happen in the markets for the rest of the year. And obviously some people tend to be more bullish. Some tend to be more bearish that of like the official people that analyze this stuff, there's a, I guess a 50% difference between the most bullish forecast and the most bearish forecast, which I thought was interesting. It's, that's a big gap. <laughs> you that's know a I mean? huge gap. People yeah. are usually somewhat in the right, you know, the, the same line, but I think a 50% is, is kind of ridiculous. I think which, everything's which, a roll of the dice nowadays, exactly. you know, it speaks to where we are. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, I'm bullish at this point, you know, I, I feel a little bullish, but um, with l- lack of confidence in that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, the folks to my right were just recently in uh, Mexico, south of the border. How was that trip? It was very good. Very productive. Very productive. Very, hi- very hydrating, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the Tobo Chico. With the Tobo Chico, yeah, it was good. We got, uh, it was hot. Like, we were in Monterrey, and Monterrey was like, 100 degrees, 
most of the days. And that was a lot cooler than the week prior. It was like 120 <laughs> the week before we were yeah. there. So yeah. we got lucky. Yeah, we got lucky. Then we were in Querétaro and, and, and we didn't get to Mexico City this time, but we will we'll do it uh, in another time. But yeah, it was really good. Uh, a lot of people uh, spending a lot of money in their plants, which is which is uh, very rare to see. Yeah. Uh, people putting reactors and people are a lot of capex going into their plants. So they are not looking to uh, grow through acquisition, but just grow them themselves, which is really cool, very, yeah. very promising. And and yeah, I mean, depending on the industry, some industries are good, some industries are bad, and some are okay. But uh, overall, the the the, the, the mindset is good over there. Yeah, their business is definitely off, um, like everybody's business. Um, but they're but they have a positive outlook. I think a lot of optimism down there that things are going to grow from here um, going into Q three Q three and Q four, which is kind of refreshing to see. Which I guess is how stuff should be. When stuff's a little slower, you invest in the plant and do some of these different projects. And yeah, we have, we have seen like solar panels everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's all laughs> Whatever, how far you can see, there's there's solar panels. Really? But the the government regulates how much of that power they can actually use. So they built this one in one instance. They built this monster solar farm, and they can only use like a third of what is generated hmm. by, by dictated by the government. Interesting. So it's, they cannot uh, sell it, you know, and they and they they can't sell it back to the grid like we would do here. Yeah, right. It's, um, wow, ah. it, it's a lot of pyramids, and yeah, the, the government is not very friendly. But uh, but yeah, this is part is like they want to be self sufficient. It's like we, we can't we we have we have a huge plan, and we can we cannot rely on the government. So we got to do it our own. Yeah. Wow, and we'll do it, and they done it. Mm. Pretty cool. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah, sounds like a good uh, good trip down there. Good, uh, a lot of good meetings. And yeah, a lot, a lot and... of flying, but uh... yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. good. Uh, overall, good, and um, following up with opportunities, uh, the opportunities that we we talked about, and yep. hopefully some see some results pretty soon. Got that to do list working. Yeah, I got, I got my to do list working, <laughs> so I got a lot of follow ups, and yeah, I mean, that's and I think it's very important nowadays, uh, just being in front of the customer because everyone wants the same business. You know, it's you have you have to be there. You have to differentiate yourself somehow. Yeah. You know, to the hobby show, to the hobby tax, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think I think you have to be different. You know, because everyone's everyone's the same thing. I think people are still somewhat in the mindset of like just sit in front of a computer and do Zoom meetings. You know what I mean? Like people aren't like even though you can go out and travel, people still aren't doing it. People yeah. aren't getting out and seeing customers. I think it's more important now than ever to to do that. Yeah. Which seems like a an overwhelmingly important thing in Mexico and Latin America. That's very much how the business is done and culture. Yeah, well, what, what do they say about the emails? Oh, it's funny. <laughs> and uh, like this is across you know many different customers yeah. that we visited. E emails are considered something that could be you know dealt with like a week or two later. Like what, <laughs> <laughs> the, the priority is WhatsApp. What, what WhatsApp is oh. is to be respond, responded to right away. Emails are just to to log things for future reference or something and like it, that. And you know if I mean? you would really need something from me, call me. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah but the yeah. WhatsApp is just, you know, WhatsApp me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? WhatsApp me. <laughs> WhatsApp me. That's yeah, a, that's interesting. Yeah, it's relationships, you know, go very, very far, and it's just, just, just different, yeah. different way of doing business. And I mean, they're pretty successful. They're different industries, different doing different things. I mean, we 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 sell to fracking, we sell to a little bit of oil and gas, we sell a bit of paint. A little to acid resins, uh, plastics, and PVC polymer additives, and, and they, Jeez, they, they do. this guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I do sometimes. I do sometimes some stuff, but yeah, I'm learning, I'm learning. And just to clarify, we're not adopting the one to two week reply 
uh, policy, right? That's <laughs> that, that that's that's a lot of America thing. Yeah, well, I, no, I'm. Uh, we're, we're not adopting that. <laughs> no, that, that no, response no. Time. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's gonna take some time to get on that train. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Well, it was a good trip, and good. Hopefully, good results come out. Come out. You yeah. know, when yeah. you spend time with the people and just do the whole thing, and usually, usually does. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have our uh, our folks from the logistics company on to talk about freight in a little bit. I was, I was thinking about it as I was putting the notes together. It seems like freight really isn't part of the conversation a lot anymore. With Ocean freight being pretty much down to historical lows. Truck freight, I think, is pretty m m close to historical levels. Some longer haul lanes, I think, are a little bit longer. You know, fuel surcharges aren't really a conversation anymore. Like, a lot of our logistics providers, I think, are back to providing an all-in rate, not the fuel surcharge adder. So, I'm thinking about that. It's interesting. It's, it's kind of just not really a not really a talking uh, point And I'm anymore. getting emails every day for, for new carriers. Carriers, yeah. Mm -hmm. Carriers. Brokers, yeah. Brokers, yeah. carriers. Which we haven't it. seen in a long time. That's uh, you see the published rates now before they were secret. So you see the Asia published rates is just there, you yeah. know, yeah. Mm -hmm. at, at historical lows. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's scam or not, but, you know, but it's just still published, published rates, which you haven't seen those in a while. Yeah. Which probably goes back to maybe things, you know, bottoming out a little bit and kind of being at the worst of it. I mean, if... if Freight's kind of eased up. Obviously, everyone's a little bit slow and whatnot, and that's hopefully a good sign for the for the future. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's been shocking the last three months to see them really nosedive. But you know, what goes up must come down, and and it took a little longer with freight, um, especially in Canada. I don't know why their fuel costs so much more in Canada, <laughs> but it does. Um, Which is still higher, taxes. right? It's, it's still <laughs> taxes. Yeah, I mean, taxes, you know, taxes. bureaucracy, taxes. Yeah, European I Canada, influence. I, I don't know. Canada's fuel surcharge is like two x what ours is. Yeah. Yep. close to it anyway here in the yeah. U.S. So, I mean, they got the Alberta sins. They've got plenty of you know they can refine. Well, they probably send it down to us to refine. But, geez, I don't know. You know, so you know some are a little slower to come down. But uh, it's it's amazing that uh, you can now negotiate rates again. You couldn't do that the last few years. Yeah, it seems like rail rates are the last ones to kind of fall. They were the, you know, we saw some instances where tank trucks were less expensive than rail lanes, and the rail guys got back into line. So it seems like rail were the last uh, mode to fall into place yep. as far as rates coming down. Yeah, yep. I mean, to that point, we've given up rail cars very quickly, and you know, done four trucks instead. You know, at a much cheaper rate. So the monopoly on the rail lines is, you know, is is evident there. You know, so we're already back to. Giving up leases and the leases, lease costs of rail cars are down. So, yep. um, but that'll, you know, that'll turn around again too. Yep. Certainly will. Um, I was looking at uh, plastics as a good quarterly kind of report that's in very average people terms. It's not just a uh, an economic buzzword, um, you know, report where it's all kinds of data and whatnot. It does a good job kind of putting it in, I think normal words and it seems like a lot of the the data that was in there you know stuff's not great but it's overwhelmingly less bad if that makes sense i mean a lot of these data points like <laughs> stuff's down but if the anticipation was say something would be down 20 percent, it's only down 10 percent, which i thought was interesting i don't know mm -hmm. if they're just being overly cautious about not you know wanting to say stuff's not as bad as it was or how they put these reports together but stuff's you know certainly slower and and you know, inflation still at four percent, but it was expected to be four point two percent. You know, little stuff like that that I thought was kind of interesting reading through that, um, which I think maybe speaks to kind of everything else. You know, stuff stuff's not great. Business isn't great, but it's it could be worse in a way. Yeah, I think the worst part of that I read the report too was was the lack of exports. You know what I mean? And and that's just a you know a side effect of of trade war with China and, and 
and war, you know, in the rest of the world and everything going on. So yep. uh, the, you know, the energy independence that fracking gave the United States really uh, pushed billions and billions of dollars into creating polymers and those polymers needed to find a home outside of the USA. They're just not doing it. Yep. So it was really interesting to see that their export opportunity was so low. You guys agree? I concur. <laughs> I didn't read the report yet, by the way, so I can't comment much on it. Um, obviously, with, with Mexico and Latin America, it's a big import-export you know, area. And Has that been busier, less busy? Have you seen? I think that depends on the industry, but it has, I think overall has been picked, it's picked up. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, a, lot of, a lot of countries are dumping, and the U.S. is not willing to dump. Yep. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Um, obviously, we still have the China tariff, which yeah. you know, Mexico and Latin America doesn't. So yeah, yeah, but very, very people are very aggressive with Latin America, and it's—I mean, it's not the U.S. It's a small market, fragmented market. It's, sure. it's, 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 cheap. It's, uh, it's it's Brazil and Mexico. Yep. those are the workhorses. Yep. and then everything in between is just little markets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing we saw in Mexico was um, companies that had extra capacity, like if their business was off 20 or 30% and they had extra reactor capacity, they would be using that for, uh, toll opportunities to make products in Mexico to ship to the U S hmm. um, you know, to kind of evade the tariff in some cases. They're very, they're very creative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they like to think outside the box. Like, yeah, yeah they, 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 they think that they think that like companies that otherwise wouldn't be a toller necessarily. That no, no, no. They, exactly. they, they said like, let's, let's toll now. Let's, let's, let's do Let's, let's toll for some people. And yeah. why not? Like yeah. for a big company here in the U S it would take, I'd imagine uh -oh. years to get that kind of thing done. Right. But down there, it's like, you know, within weeks, like, all right, let's just switch this over to make yeah. this other, you know, polymer or product. It's uh it's, it was interesting, innovative. And, and it's not assuming those are still relatively large companies. It's not like these oh, yeah. are little, you know, mom and pop companies that are like, Oh yeah, we'll just do that. Like these are, mm -mm. you know, big established companies. Very much so. Making the decision to, to pivot that it's interesting different uh different way of thinking i think i know we talked about kind of logistics and trucking and uh, a little bit but we'll uh give it over to the folks that the logistics company to uh see if they concur with our thoughts on the freight market morning jamie morning joe how you guys doing benjamin morning man all right so i'm actually giving my full name back i usually do it to you guys so uh it is still morning right we got, we got six minutes left so Still, still, still accurate. Sneaking it in. Exactly. Exactly. How you guys doing? Good. Captain. Good. How about you? Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Jamie, I didn't hear good. You, you I know. Right? Good. <laughs> Everything's going good. 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 Things yeah. are good. Yep. Yeah. All right. Good. How's, uh, how's things going in the world of logistics these days? Does, uh, does summertime make things easier for you guys? Harder for you guys? What's the... I know for us, like, it can be tough to track down purchasing people and lab people and whatnot with vacation. How, uh, how does summertime affect you guys' business? I think it depends on the summer. Yeah. Two years ago, it was madness. Yeah. Uh, it started to slow down a little bit, but um, we're fresh off the Kem and Agro show, so it's a lot of uh, following up on those, honestly, really good conversations um, that we've had. So siphoning through all that um, information, trying to link up a lot of the opportunities with our partners and uh, going from there. So uh, a lot busier than I think normally we would be without you know those types of shows, meetings, introductions. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, we're kind of saying the same thing. Like even last week with the holiday, like stuff seems. Busier than I expected it would be. You know, obviously I know there's a lot of vacations, especially if you guys are dealing with folks in Europe. I mean, obviously they take their block of time off. Yeah. Um, but it See seems like September. stuff. Yeah, it seems like stuff. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, but no, it seems like stuff's relatively busy and people are still still at it. Yeah, yeah. I think we um, had some really good meetings, conversations with people who, uh, a lot of Translo projects that uh, came to fruition. So 
um, kind of working through all of that. Obviously, with some of those projects, there's a lot of intricacies that go into sure. it. So making sure that we're, you know, doing our due diligence to present the best possible opportunities back. Yep. What do you think, Jamie, from the operation side of things? I mean, I think operationally for most freight, it's been, I think it's a pretty down produce season. So, okay. you know, when you're talking about the summer, that's normally one of the big things capacity-wise that impacts things. So from that standpoint, it's been, you know, a little bit easier to book trucks than it normally is in the summer. At the same time, yeah, we certainly do run into the same, you know, issues that you, you guys do at all points with, you know, people wanting to be out of the office, people wanting to be on vacation, yeah. you know, it happens with truckers too. The produce season being slower doesn't bode well for grocery shopping trips in the <laughs> coming months. Is, is yeah, what I mean. I Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the corn and uh, regular produce that normally is pretty uh, prevalent is, I think California got hit pretty hard um, from what I was reading. Droughts and, and wildfires and all that all good stuff. Yeah, all yeah. Of it, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, one thing we've been thinking about too, obviously, I think especially when kind of COVID hit was, you know, lanes being the, the listed lane and you added the fuel surcharge percentage to it. And it seems like that's largely gone away in a lot of cases, which maybe bodes well for the stability of prices of freight in, in most cases. Would you concur with that? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that, you know, as far as people being more confident in what the fuel cost is going to be, that has definitely gone back to the way it kind of used to be of, you know, some people offering a lot more all-in rates. I know we've been doing a lot more of it. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I mean, fuel will always be a factor. It's just, sure. you know, where it's listed or not listed. Less and, you know, how how it's done yeah. by the, everyone. The peaks and mostly peaks and not so much valleys yeah. uh, aren't, aren't so much. I think we're all kind of just coming to grips with this is kind of where the, the fuel is going to stay for a bit. So, yeah, um, yeah it's it's thankfully a little bit less you know, math everybody has to do, which is yeah, less less drastic, challenging for some yeah. people. So, yeah. and it seems like we've seen the service a bit better as well. Is the stuff that I've dealt with, we've got a couple issues with trucks, and it seems like you know carriers got right on it with trying to fix the issues and make make right by it, which maybe we wouldn't have seen during COVID when stuff was packed. They just said you know, okay, we're moving on the next one. It yeah. is what it is, and maybe we're back to a higher level of service as well, which I think you I, know, less so TLC specific and more so down to the carriers and the actual physical movers. You know, we've seen some, I think, good service with them recently. And I think that's the, I don't want to say the benefit of, you know, the economy and, you know, trucking as a whole being a little down, um, but it's definitely something where, you know, you have to focus on the service as much as anything now um, because, you know, everyone's going for the best cost, the best price. So, if you are not being competitive on service too, then. Yeah, I mean, those drivers want to stay busy. So sure. um, this isn't, you know, two years ago where they're hanging out on their cell phone waiting to bid on the best uh, possible lane that, yep. that they could. This is, okay, I've got a locked in lane, you know, that's something that they appreciate. And I'm sure know. that applies to your business as well. I mean, stuff being a little slower, obviously you guys always put a high emphasis on service, both on the sales side and order updates and all that good stuff, as well as kind of some out of the box solutions with transloading and packaging and all that fun stuff. So I'm sure that plays a role with you guys as well. All of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a great time where we really kind of tighten our belt up and uh, get back to, you know, vetting new carriers and making sure that, you know, anybody we're onboarding is, you know, putting, we're putting through the ringer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Any other uh, hot topics in the freight world these days? Anything with rail? Seems like the ports have been okay. Um yeah, I mean the the ports have been pretty solid. Um, I think is 
what we're seeing across the board. I mean, we have started to see again some instances where you know some like ISO tank depots and things are closing to outside carriers. Uh, that's something to keep an eye on because that's usually a sign of they have too many containers in the yard. Sure. Um, so that's probably another sign of inventories being a little bit higher. Um, Which I think just, we talked about last time, right? Like warehousing, you know, maybe not yeah. taking new customers and things like that because people are sitting on raw materials because they're not producing. Yeah, and that's something I think we talked with some folks at the last show about, you know, warehouses are still full for the most part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're still pretty high capacity and there's still a lot of inventory out there in the world. Yeah, and I, I was just reading a couple articles last week that says imports are still coming in, and the outlook for at least you know July into early August is stronger than it's been the past couple months. So yep. that inventory has to go somewhere. So which is another, I guess, maybe value prop for you guys that I hadn't really thought of, and working with companies like you guys is maybe you guys can can get that truckload into a warehouse versus if you just try to call a warehouse, they'd say you know good luck, sorry. So yeah, it's always interesting how you know you, you think that the economy being a little slower and production being slower would lead to lower inventories, but it's actually the opposite. We talked about, I think, last time that, you know, people are just sitting on this raw material rather than actually using it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I guess one other fun note before we uh, sign off, obviously, I know TLC had some recognition this uh, this week, I think it was, that I know you guys wanted to mention. Yeah, this week or last week, we uh, got inbound uh, logistics top 100 3PLs for the second year in a row, so um, big kudos to the team. Um Pretty nice regard when it, uh, you know, look at the the experience that we have on that team. And, yeah. um, you know, we're definitely a younger company, but the fact that we're already making waves in uh, in that in that space is, is pretty big news for sure. We need like a, like a clapping soundtrack, George. <laughs> oh, we got it. Look at there that. it is. Look at that. There, is. there we go. <laughs> no, very cool. It's, it's obviously great, great recognition and legitimizes the work that you guys do. So, absolutely. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I know, I know the team, you know, has worked very hard and, you know, again, ton of experience on that team and um you know this is this is the time that we've really put in a lot of hard work you know the the carriers the network um warehouses all that is sure. uh gone a long way so nice to get that recognition very cool for sure well as always appreciate you guys taking some time and uh talking about the freight world for a little bit um Absolutely. so thanks again and we'll catch you guys on the next episode thanks for having us man thanks all right, moving on, thinking about uh, maybe more macro V1 things. Obviously, we're uh, mid-summertime, so we've got some heat waves. we got some current concerns with that. We're starting to maybe think about hurricane season looming with potential production outages and things like that coming up in the uh, in the fall sort of time frame. Um, has there any any uh, any summer seasonal uptick in things? I think we see a, a downtick in some things, most notably like methanol, which is obviously more of a cold-weather season-type product. But uh, anything specifically been... Uh, extremely of interest these days i think we got surprised a little bit by the the crop nutrients you know that kind of came late mm -hmm. people thought it was going to be a real down year and and that came in uh a little late to the game um and then uh you know we, it's it's mid-july we're gonna have to start thinking about things like glycol you know whatnot coming up for um the fall season and methanol ramp up uh there's been a lack of uh windshield washer fluid i've noticed uh, at the stores lately and they must be cutting back on production right now and uh so yeah i mean i'm shocked at the prices for glycol they're very very low right now so yeah. Yeah. um it's a good time to buy good time to start stocking up i'd say yeah we were just talking to someone too about some i guess potential legislative stuff that would also increase the demand for some crop nutrient products which i thought was interesting um i don't know how far along some of that stuff is but could be a uh, obviously impact things like dice and urea and different fertilizer products maybe we'll hear more about that next week yeah obviously legislative 
uh, directives will be a big will be a big change on uh, on demand for sure. But I don't uh, I don't know how close we are to those yeah. or not yet. Yeah, yeah, I know it's at least something that our people are kind of thinking about, which I thought was interesting. So obviously, it's far along to be a legitimate concern off of you know significant uptick in business concerning but it's yeah. something people are thinking about maybe starting to plan for yeah i'm sure it'll be a big topic at the at the fertilizer conference next week in denver very much so very much so i thought the last week or two was surprisingly busy you know obviously we're coming out of the fourth of july which was really monday and tuesday with the holiday and last week seemed relatively busy i think yesterday and today yeah, for since, a short week it was that's what that's yeah. what i thought i don't know people aren't taking as much time off or if stuff's like I said, getting a little busier, stuff turning around a little bit, but I, I was surprised with the kind of stuff being busy the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you guys saw the same thing. But. I, yeah, I feel it. I feel it for sure. You know, definitely the, the, the cadence of business has picked up a little bit, you know, definitely. And people are starting to talk about things. So stock market's been doing pretty well overall. You know, I think we're, there's stop, you know, the doom and gloom of a recession is looming. We've been in a recession. It's just come in waves. Yep. And um, so... Yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm I'm hoping things pick up again. If we get the rest of the world, Europe, Asia, you know, everywhere to to start picking up, I think we'll be buzzing. Yep. Um, obviously, we talked about China and Asia a little bit. Stuff you know, exports being slower. I saw something that I think exports out of China were down somewhere between seven and ten percent year over year. So kind of matches obviously what we've seen, and I think some of those prices coming down to uh, to follow along with that. People are trying to buy business in different places and. Yeah, we've certainly seen some some cheap Asian products and a lot of different things. Yeah, there's some some products out of China that are that are half of what they were in January right now. So it's, it's been a real sharp decline, and you know we're hearing producers like we were saying earlier selling it below their cost just to keep uh, keep the plants running, keep people working. So it's yeah. you know more desperation than we've seen in the last few months right now. Yeah, but uh, you know we'll see we'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Our, our TCC China pundits are saying that there's got to be a lot of you know assistance going to business in order to do this so you know they're kind of seeing it from a more um you know granular level where they're like okay if they're willing to sell at these levels there's got to be a push from the government to do so to to pick things up to pick up the pace to get back to producing so you know it's sort of like they're very early stages of the impacts of, of their own stimulus. Any uh, any specific products we want to uh, call out, talk about these days? I mean, if we do, everybody just copies what we do <laughs> and, <laughs> and starts calling around our customers. I mean, you know. We'll just uh, get rid of that for a few years. We got just about anything anyone needs. So, you know. Yeah, what's up? 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 We're a diversified company with a lot of different products from package to bulk and, you know, everything in between. So, we got you covered. Yes, sir. Um, Looking at energy prices, propylene, benzene, all that good stuff. Um, stuff's really been flat. I think the, the projection is, you know, flat to maybe up a little bit. Um, you know, I think since doing the notes last time, crude was up a dollar, maybe. Um, NACAS has kind of stayed at those same levels. Benzene, ammonia kind of have tracked down, I think, kind of a a uh, slow decline with, with crude coming down the last couple of months. So benzene, I know, came down and continues to kind of be at some um, lower levels. Stock market continues to quietly trend back up, um, but I think for all these reasons, you know, we've seen a lot of decreases in just about all of our our products coming into July. Um, 
I don't know if there's anything else to add on en energies, <coughs> but well, we've got a weak dollar, weaker dollar, you know, and that uh, impacts exports. Um, that's sort of a highlight. Talked to a friend of mine who um, is a commercial fisherman, and he was talking about like conch or whelk. We call them whelk up here, and um, his there there's no season for that this year um, because um, with uh, with the dollar, excuse me, with the dollar being stronger, um, it's zero export. China's not buying at all, and most of it would go there. So, the, uh, so one of the fish purveyors in Rhode Island has a million pounds of whelk. Hmm. They're just sitting on, yeah. And there's no export opportunity, nothing going on whatsoever. So, I think that's having an impact. You know, if you see it down at that level of seafood, it's obviously having an impact right up the chain. You know, and as we talked about er earlier, the plastics as well. We develop a market for that. In other words, make like a. Like Scungili salad, man. Yeah. You ever had it? No. Oh, come on. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they, they make like conch fritters, right? In uh, in Florida, isn't that a thing? Yeah, we should make yeah. those up here. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. A, that's a fact. There's a lot of conch here, you know, or whelk, you know, there's a lot. Yeah, so. but you don't see it in restaurants. I know. It's crazy, you know, because all they make is a. Is, it used is, to be, used to be, used to. Snail salad is what they call it. They yeah. don't, you know, they got to start calling it conch and put it in fritters. Well, we got plenty of clam cakes. We just need to have conch yeah, right. in those, right. you yeah. know, cakes and then we'll have fritters. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start a restaurant. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I would say places places sell forty five dollar lobster rolls. I'm sure we can develop a conch, some some kind of creative conch meal, and develop it's a, a market for it. Right? Yeah. We'll okay. have to talk to the boys at Kettlebottom and get on making a video about that. There's a, yeah. a restaurant idea here. We could license, license this out. Yeah. Um, trade shows, events. It's uh, certainly the the low point of the year, I think, for uh, events and things like that. Um, although we do have both the Southwestern Fertilizer Conference and the IFT going on next week, so it'll be a quiet office in Jamestown, as I think most of us will be down at one of those two shows, which I think will be cool. I think our first time going to the IFT, right? Nope. Uh, Ray Altenberger has attended, I think, once or twice in the... Of course, <laughs> I know. of course he has. Of course he has. <laughs> but yeah, Javi and I are very excited. We already set have meetings set up whatsapp javi or myself what's on um <laughs> and yeah we're uh, we're looking forward to walking the show i think our southwestern fertilizer conference is pretty our schedule is pretty booked up as well yeah i saw your outlook it was pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> much <laughs> yeah i don't know we have many slots left at this point but um, that's good though or divide and conquer you know yeah, yeah. you guys are a popular crew <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> um no it'll be two two good ones it'll be my first time at the fertilizer conference i'm looking forward to that one yeah, yeah, it's always a good one. It's my first time doing it in Denver. I think it's the first time they've actually had it in Denver before. So um, it's better than San Antonio in the middle of July. Yes. I think. So yeah. we'll uh, see how it goes. I'm not sure if Denver classifies as the Southwest, though. Yeah. I mean, it was in Nashville <laughs> last year. I don't think Nashville True, qualifies right. as Southwest. I don't know where the name came from the Southwestern Fertilizer Conference. It's never actually been in the Southwest. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but it's a well-known thing. Like like you ask people if they're going and they say like the SWFC like yeah. acronym. So like it's it's obviously known as that. You know? Yeah. It's one of the couple, the couple big ag shows out there for some reason. I think there's a couple, you know, over 2,000 attendees, maybe 2,200 attendees at this point wow. that are scheduled to show up. So it'll be, it'll be a good one. And then we're also starting to think about EPCA in the fall. I know that we've got travel and things like that booked and starting to set up a couple meetings. So start talking to folks about the uh, EPCA in Vienna. I think it'll certainly be interesting. I know there's obviously a lot going on in Europe with energy prices and stuff being, I think, hit harder a little bit over there. So I think that'll be an interesting time for the EPCA to kind of get a mood of, of what folks are feeling like over there and their outlook for, I guess, at that point, what will be 2024. Yeah, I think they're in tough shape right now you know still high energy costs 
very, very low pricing for finished goods. So um, tough shape for, uh, you know, and they don't have uh, the Russian, cheap Russian oil anymore. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting getting uh, getting over there in September and find out what's going on. We've already seen a lot of, um, you know, cuts to employees and, you know, uh, cost cutting, which is typical for European producers and European companies as a, well, their number one accounting principle is cut costs, you know, so yeah. uh, that's happening across the board. So yeah, EPCA is going to be a couple months away and yeah, it's starting to fill up, starting to look really good and uh, always like to visit Vienna. We'll uh, start planning meetings on August 1st since the whole continent's on vacation for the next three that's weeks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I see some of these these out of offices and I have to like, I have to do the math. Like, all right, today's the 11th and you're out till Jan July 31st. That's like... Has anyone here ever taken three weeks or a month off? No. I not paternity <laughs> leave, but probably, I mean, that's not me. really tough. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, we, you haven't we, shown up to work for six months. Sometimes <laughs> you're when, here. When, when, I, when I went to Peru in February, I went through, because for oh, my, right. my procedure. Yes, 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 yes. I, I, I transitioned. <laughs> hey, hey. Well, it's cheaper down there, isn't it? Yeah, it's cheaper. Yeah, oh, it, was, it was a fraction. All right, it was oh, a small surgery, go. so. <laughs> <laughs> Got a deep discount on that one. <laughs> Uh, oh that's a, that's a separate podcast topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to be sliding into yeah, hobbies. No, DMs. But yeah, yeah, but it was, it was wild. Yeah, yeah, three weeks too much. Yeah, I, sure. could, I could imagine. But I, you weren't I, actually, you, you didn't have an out of office on. You weren't actually yeah, disconnected. You like, yeah, you were working the whole time. Yeah, but still, I, I like the office. I like coming to the office. I know. But you weren't yeah, like, I like, I like the, the, like, the like, European like, model. You, you, Europeans I, are like, no, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Out. I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gone. I'm gone. They're on to something. They're on to something, mm -hmm. though. I mean, sometimes you got to. I have, let's see, three, let me do the math. 26 years in this. I've never, ever been even out of touch. So I've gone on vacation. But I've always been in touch, and I don't know. Maybe you know. I don't know. What do they call a sabbatical or something? You take a sabbatical or something? I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like I'd rather keep up on stuff for when you come back. Like some stuff can wait, but like I'd at least like to know what's going on versus right. like just being totally disconnected. I don't know. I'd feel that that gives me a lot more anxiety just thinking about. Mm. It. Yep. It's the American in us. I think you know we're just always. We can't put our phones down. You know. I think we, we need the four of us to put up an out of office saying like we'll be out for a month and not tell Rob and uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a second, huh? I'll be marching over to the pump house pretty quick. Yeah, right. Uh, well, I think wrapping things up, um, what's going on? It's July. It's uh, fishing season. You've had some luck fishing here recently. Looks yeah. like the fishing been pretty Been good. good, yeah. Three trips to the canyon. We've got swordfish, big eyes, yellowfin. All sorts of all sorts of fun stuff going on. If you turn the lights off in here, we'll all be glowing in the dark with all the uh, tuna. Yeah, we're like <laughs> we're like thermometers, a little yeah. mercury in us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's been good. Been feeding the office heavy with uh with some good good yeah. eats. Thank you. Yes, yes, Pretty good. very good stuff. Today, uh, today is our own George Manchester's birthday. GMJ, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, birthday. George, happy birthday, Georgie. Um, and then later half this week, we'll have, uh, Kathy Hall come back on. I think this is, this makes a year of, uh, awesome. doing the Kathy Hall episode. So we'll do her Q3 episode, uh, hopefully in person, um, here at the offices. So we'll have that coming out a couple days after this episode comes out. So if you're still listening to however 39 minutes into this episode, we are, uh, keep an eye out for the Kathy Hall episode in, uh, in a couple of days. Um, always does a great job and nice overview on yeah, she's what's fantastic. happened. So. Don't forget Michaela. 
Turnquist is pregnant. That she is? With her third child. And of course, it's a boy. Of course it is. Another <laughs> boy in the way. <laughs> Another boy for the TCC. Yep. Have, have we ever talked about the boy curse on, on here? I don't know. I don't know if we have. Uh, do tell. Do tell. Uh, all right. All right. Well, to, <laughs> so I've got four boys, three of which were born while I worked here. And everybody else who ever has gotten pregnant while employed. While employed. Yeah. While employed by TCC, including Javi, including AJ. Including, including me. Including Nicole including many, many others, have never had anything but a boy. So we're, we have a TLC, we have uh, one pregnancy over there where, you know, uh, Josh Bell doesn't he's necessarily, not he's not he doesn't, out, right? so that's the only one where on pins and needles about that, yeah. they'll finally break that boy, <laughs> boy curse, but yeah, lots, yeah. And lots and lots he of has boys. Been, so. It has been many, many years. Yes, it has. I mean, he was been working for us. He's got three boys. So he's been working for us every time he's had a child. He's got, three. I mean, it is, it's insane. It really is insane. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Michaela told us what, two weeks ago or yeah. whatever, you yeah. know, our last office meeting that she's pregnant you know, due in December and she knows she's having, having a boy. A boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That boy gene, it's gotta be strong. Something it's a strong in the water one. It's a strong one. Yes, definitely something in the water. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you uh, post IFT, post fertilizer conference. Um, Safe travels. Safe travels. Yeah, Safe likewise. travels. Likewise. Thank you. Keep up the great work, guys. Get out there and see people. That's what we got to do. You know, it's it's not only uh, people aren't traveling, but companies are cutting costs and saying don't travel. I mean, come on, bad timing for that. It's time to forge our relationships and make sure that we are uh, here through thick and thin. And I think that that bodes well for us because I think when I have gone out and traveled, like people are happy to see you. I'm sure you saw the same thing setting mm -hmm. meetings up. Like if there's less people traveling, people are still happy to see you and have lunch or whatnot. Yeah. So that's oh, yeah. you know, good time to get out there. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, thank you as always. We appreciate you listening, whether you're on the uh, audio version or streaming the video version, wherever you get your podcast. But uh, good episode. I appreciate it. We will see you next month. And uh, we appreciate it as always. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thanks, guys. The material contained on this podcast is provided by the chemical company solely for informational purposes. The information is not guaranteed to be correct, complete, or up to date. The information in the podcast is intended solely as a general education aid. TCC is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of TCC policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by TCC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by TCC employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of TCC or any of its, its officials. All statements, comments, and opinions presented are made in the context of robust dialogue and freedom of expression. TCC assumes no responsibility for any consequence relating directly or indirectly to any action or inaction taken based on the information in this podcast. While TCC strives to keep the information in the podcast accurate, complete, and up-to-date, we cannot guarantee and will not be responsible for any damage or loss related to the accuracy, completeness, or timeliness of the information. TCC assumes no liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on the podcast is provided entirely on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness.